This is your ultimate stop for everything sports. The Golden State Media Concepts Sports Podcast. Should I say more? From the NFL, MLB, the NBA, to MMA. It's all in here. The Golden State Media Concepts Sports Podcast. Listen now. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. This is, as always, the GSMC Sports Podcast brought to you by the GSMC Podcast Network. You know who it is, your boy Kayvon Izami on the mic. Um, Coming at you, what, I mean, technically not live because it's podcast, but here on a Sunday, Raleigh, North Carolina, wherever you are, however you're listening, and whenever you're listening, we appreciate it. Um, let's start it off as we always do, right? First of all, me, you, here together, next, what, hour, couple minutes here. You know how I like to go over a little bit when I when I get rolling. We'll see if that happens. Um, but it's just us, so bring the heat. Hit me up on Twitter at Kayvon underscore sports. Thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, love, hate, bring it all. As always, I will respond. And we will talk about it on the show. So there's a lot to get into today. You guys know how I like to kind of just like lay out the landscape a little bit before we get into some topics. And the first topic we're going to start here today, look, I'll be honest with you. It's not a topic we've talked about here on the show, but we're going to get to it because it's a very interesting topic that has kind of taken over nationally even, even though it's really what's happening with a lot that's happening in my region right here in my own backyard, but because of the circumstances, because of what we're at with um, the level of play and the level of competition, it got to this point, and we're going to talk about that in just one minute, Um, but overall, let's see where we're at in the sports world. We had Game 4 Western Conference Finals last night, Saturday night, in Los Angeles, The Clippers were looking to do what they've done in the first two series, come back from a 2-0 deficit, weren't able to make it happen. It was an ugly game. It was a defensive game, if you want to call it that, when really a lot of teams, a lot of players were just missing wide open shots. Um, And the Suns found a way to win. And now the Phoenix Suns are one way, one win away from being in the NBA Finals. If you would have said that to me before this season started, I would have laughed in your face, Um, and you're lying if you're saying otherwise. If anybody out there thought the Phoenix Suns were going to make the NBA Finals, uh, you're either lying or you need to go to Vegas because you can get rich because that, that that wasn't predictable. And here they are, and it's really a remarkable story. I think a lot of people have jumped on the bandwagon, including myself. If you don't have a dog in the fight, if you don't have a team left in this tournament, it's kind of hard not to root for them because they're a team with passion. They're a team that loves to play for each other. They've got a head coach in Monty Williams who, how do you not like that guy? He's such a nice guy. He's a very good coach, and 
everything that he's been in, been through in his life, um, he deserves this. He deserves this. And probably the biggest storyline, not probably, the biggest storyline is Chris Paul. Uh, Chris Paul is one of the best point guards to ever play basketball, but he's never made an NBA Finals before. And now he is in his 16th year in the NBA, and he is one win away from finally making the NBA Finals. Now, I go way back with Chris Paul. Um, I've been watching Chris Paul play since he was in high school. He went to Wake Forest University, which is, again, right down the road for me a little bit, like an hour and a half. Um, you know, I've been watching him since he hit Julius Hodds in the gonadge. Uh, it, for those state fans, Wake fans, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. So I go back with Chris Paul. And I'm uh, look, he's a tough guy. Sometimes he's tough to play with. But he's a, he, he, he is a very good point guard that hasn't been able to get over the hump, and here we are. So, Suns are one win away. In the Eastern Conference, you got the Bucks, Hawks, series tied 1-1. Game 3 back in Atlanta tonight. We'll see how things go after the uh, Bucks put a straight beating on the Hawks in Game 2. We'll see if the Bucks can keep that rolling and get back home court advantage. So, that's the basketball layout. Let's get into the topic to start the show here. So how we're going to get started again, Kayvon Izami at Kayvon underscore sports. You're listening to the GSMC Sports Podcast. Um, We're going to start with a topic that we usually don't talk about here because it's a topic that deserves the conversation. And and that is the, for for many reasons, why this conversation needs to to happen here. Um, And that's the College World Series. NC State, which is right in my backyard... Pretty much, um, they they were one win away from making the College World Series finals. Um, so real quick, for those that don't know how the setup works for the College World Series, because I get it, some of you guys don't watch college baseball. Um, it's a double elimination type tournament, so you have to lose twice to get sent home. So earlier this week, NC State beat Vanderbilt. So on Friday, NC State and Vanderbilt were playing again. Now remember, Vanderbilt already has one loss, right? So if they lose again, they're done. But NC State has not lost yet. So Vandy will have to beat State twice in a row to move on. So on Friday, before the game starts, we start getting some word. We start getting some rumblings. Um, It's actually funny. Well, not really funny, but I was on Twitter and... I started seeing people tweet about NC State baseball, and I'm like, okay, I know that they're one win away from the College World Series finals, but these are like national reporters. What are are they doing tweeting about NC State baseball? I was kind of confused what's happening, so I dug in a little bit more and found out that there was issues with COVID within the NC State team. So the game on Friday is still actually played, but State ends up playing the game with only 13 players. The rest of the team couldn't play because of the positive test that were going on within the team, within the program. So State loses that game 3-1, which honestly is pretty incredible. It was a hard-fought game. They were shorthanded. Vanderbilt is one of the best teams, if not the best team in the country, and they almost still pulled it through, but they weren't able to. 3-1 loss, right? So then that means State has a loss, Vanderbilt has a loss. So on Saturday, it was going to be a winner-take-all game. You win, you move on to the finals. You lose, you're out. 
Well, that night at 2 a.m., the NCAA decides to drop a bombshell news dump stating that the game is a no contest and Vanderbilt will move on and State will go home due to the positive test within the program. Okay, so there, those are the basics. I know a lot of you probably already knew all of that, but I wanted to just lay the landscape out to set all of this up, which is what I'm about to say. There are a couple of ways to attack this. I'm going to attack it in two ways, so stay with me here. I'm going to start with this. I think that, you know, I could take some liberties here when I say that nobody is too fond of college sports' um, governing body, the NCAA, right? I, I think it would be very hard to find someone to disagree with me on that. And let's be real. We are now in a society where everybody disagrees with everything. But on that one topic, I think everybody would agree with me. So I'm just going to go right ahead and assume that we're all on the same page with that one. So I was surprised, even by the NCAA standards, that they would have a news dump at 2 a.m. And as it pertains to the College World Series. So the NCAA sends out a statement last night, Saturday night, I guess, or yes, Saturday morning, you could say. Again, no joke. 2 o'clock in the morning, and it goes as follows. Quote, the NCAA Division I Baseball Committee has declared that the Vanderbilt NC State Men's College World Series game scheduled for Saturday at 1 p.m. Central Time, a no contest because of COVID-19 protocols. This decision was made based on the recommendation of the championship medical team and the Douglas County Health Department. As a result, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt advances to the College World Series Finals. The NCAA and the committee regret that NC State student-athletes and coaching staffs will not be able to continue and the championship in which they earn the right to participate because of privacy issues. We cannot provide further details. So many questions, okay? So many questions. Now, I will be the first to admit, all right, I'm not too big to sit up here and admit when I'm not necessarily educated on the subject as I would like to be. Or maybe I'm not qualified to be when talking about a particular area area of the conversation. And in this case, the College World Series, college baseball in general, that is not my area of expertise. I don't follow it religiously. I'm not one of those people that is going to even act like I'm jumping on the bandwagon right now and pretend that I know a lot about it. I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to lie to you guys, all right? Now, I have watched NC State a decent amount since they are the team that I follow. And again, they are right in my backyard. So I know about NC State and their team. I know that Vanderbilt is a perennial great team and I know that they have a couple hot shot pitchers in uh, Jack Leiter and Kumal Rocker who were going to be very very high draft choices in this upcoming Major League Baseball draft in a couple of weeks I know those things okay other than that I could not tell you much about Texas and Mississippi State and the other teams that are in the College World Series semifinals whatever you want to call it but what I do know is that NC State took the field on Friday. They played the game on Friday. Despite the fact that they were shorthanded, despite the fact, 
despite the fact that they were dealing with COVID absences to begin with. Still played the game. Now, there's a report, and I might as, I might add, they played pretty well too. Now, there's a report that has come out that according to multiple reports, there were two unvaccinated players from NC State that tested positive this week. So then the NCAA came out and they decided to test the entire roster, including those that have been vaccinated already. Four more positive tests came back from that, okay? And all four of those positive tests that came back were from vaccinated players who were with the team on who were with the team on Friday, okay? So Two unvaccinated players tested positive. That that informed or, I guess, um, kind of got the train rolling to then go test the rest of the team. And four more positive tests came back. All four of those positives were from players that were already vaccinated. So now they decided to pull the plug. They decided to pull the plug on the whole thing. Now, you read between the lines, okay? If you see the comments that have been issued by the head coach or the team and other parties involved, apparently the players, or maybe not enough players as they would ordinarily like to see on the NC State team, were not vaccinated. And look, we're going to get more into that part of it in just a second, but just know this is not a conversation on if you should be vaccinated or not. That is your choice. I am vaccinated, okay? I I think it's the right thing to do. I think it's the smart thing to do. We ha- we are in a pandemic. We're in a health crisis. There's there's a virus. Oh wait, there's something that can help you from or limit your chances severely from dying. I'm going to take that. That is my opinion, though. Okay, but first, so so that's not what the conversation is going to be about here. Okay, but there's two things that I want to tackle here. The first thing I want to get into though is the NCAA part of it. On Friday. NC State had just 13 players that suited up for the game. Nine positional players and four pitchers. That's all they had at their disposal. They used 12 of them in the game. Saturday was supposed to be an elimination game. Now they don't get a chance to go out there and play the game. My question is this, and this is where the NCAA looks bad. And remember, it doesn't take a lot for the NCAA to make themselves look bad because they're pretty darn good at doing that. You know, I mean, they they do it almost accidentally. It's a legit skill at this point because they do it so often. What somebody needs to explain to me, though, is this. Why is NC State able to play the game on Friday? Not last week, not last month, not earlier this week. No, on Friday... With 13 guys, and you mean to tell me one day later, they can't play the game? I mean, somebody needs to explain that to me. You mean to tell me this spread like a damn wildfire in 24 hours, and these guys are vaccinated. These are college athletes. Four positive tests came up, vaccinated. College athletes, excellent shape. I repeat again vaccinated were there on Friday and they can't play the game today. Does that seem right? Does that seem fair? 
Now, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. But correct me if I'm wrong. I thought the whole purpose of the vaccinations, as we've been told time and time again, is that if indeed you do um, contract the virus, that is supposed to minimize the severity of it greatly. So if they're able to function, why can't they play, right? Why can't you just take those guys or just take those guys, take them away from the team and allow the rest of them to go out there and at least finish this thing off? Just like you did on Friday, one day before. Even though they're shorthanded, even though they might not have as great of a chance of winning, why can't you go out there and let them at least try to finish what they worked so hard at accomplishing all season long? The NCAA is sitting there for the millionth time in a row lying to our faces. I don't even know if millionth is a word, but we're going to roll with it right now because I'm in the moment. They are lying to our faces. Tell us, tell, they're, they're lying to our faces by telling us this is a safety reason. This is for health reasons. My goodness, the health and safety mumbo jumbo went right out the window when you have thousands and thousands of fans in the stands with no mask. No one's getting tested before they come into the stadium, but the players are in trouble. If they want us to stand behind their decision, why do you have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people in the stands? Why? This is hypocrisy at its finest, ladies and gentlemen. We want to pack the stadium. We want to bring everyone in here. No mask. Have a good time. Everyone's celebrating. And this is a fun event, right? It's a college world series. It's a very fun event. And then if something happens with a player, it's a huge health, health concern. Blow it all up. It's a huge problem. We've got to shut everything down and kick this team out of the tournament. Why am I supposed to take this health and safety concern serious, but not the idea of putting thousands of people in the stands if health is the priority, then why are people there? If that's the priority, which is what the NCAA is trying to tell us right now, then why in the hell are you packing these stands? You're not social. Watch the game. They're not social distancing the stands. They're packing the stands. NC State got a raw, raw deal with this. We're either going to put the health as the priority or we're going to play a baseball tournament. You can't have it both ways here. And you know what? I mean, you know what I would have loved to see happen? What would the NCAA have done if NC State won on Friday? Think about that. If, If NC State won with 13 players on Friday because the NCAA is so dumb, if they won with 13 players on Friday, would they have still let Vanderbilt move on? Would they have legitimately... Still let Vanderbilt, even though they didn't deserve it, move on? Or would they have pushed the finals back? What would the NCAA have done if State won on Friday? Because let's understand this for what it is. If State is at such a health risk, well then why is Vanderbilt still able to play? I mean, I mean, am, am I crazy? But wasn't Vanderbilt and State on the same field together? Are we just going to ignore that part of it? Of course we are. You know why? 
because the College World Series Finals makes a ton of money, sells a ton of tickets, sells a lot of beer, and you better not get in the way of the NCAA making their money. It's an absolute joke. It's hypocrisy at its finest. It's the NCAA. It's what they are. It's what they have been since day one. The most corrupt organization in America. Plain and simple. Now, there is another part of this story that I have to get to. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. I need to uh, take a breather. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, NC State shot themselves in the foot. Let's not get this wrong, okay? The NCAA is stupid. Their decision was awful. It was poorly planned. It was a news dump. It was a bombshell dropped. There was no thinking to it. It, That is what it is. But let's also understand why the NCAA was in this decision in the first place. Because NC State put them in this decision. We need to talk about that part of it right after this. Don't go anywhere. I'm your host, Kayvon Izami. This is the GSMC Sports Podcast. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> 